Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to A Bed With Stev, episode 14 of Vega. That was the sound of the Metropolitan Line rumbling away and ruining my life, putting dust in the air, making a sneeze. Anyway, it's a Sunday, I'm chilled out, it's early July. Oh, here comes another one. Um, so yeah, I'm train spotting today, doing a bit of sunbathing. <clears throat> I'm still in the rat race, even though I'm trying to chill out. You've joined me as I'm about to go and buy some bread. Um, I have four minutes to do this intro. Everything's a rush. Um, some salmon is cooking. This episode is all about taking a train up to Salford. Oh, so that was quite um, fitting, what I just did, wasn't it? Um, sorry about the wind, I can't control that. Anyway, I remember when Elton John rang the reception of the plaza and said, can you do something about the wind? So yeah, sorry about the wind. This episode is all about me going up to Salford to check out Pitch Battle live on um, this Saturday, July 8th at 7.30. Please um, tune in and tweet about the Savannahs, my wife's band, who I follow but don't interview. God, I'm out of breath just from walking. I really need to go to the gym. I really need to stop off before the bakery and go to the gym, but I won't. Anyway, enjoy this episode. All the songs are by ladies. Um... I will be in bed with Emily, but doing things that are strictly PG, don't worry. A Bev with Stev, still going. Thanks for tuning in, I really appreciated it. A Bev with Stev, singing up to Salford with the uh, sea animal and the drinkable milkshake. You will hear what that means as the show goes on. Anyway, what a crap intro, but this is a good episode. See you later. Chasing down a wildfire Are you trying to make a cold liar out of me? You want to get high You overcome those desires Before you come to me I think your mama's kind of sad And your papa's kind of mean Take that all away You can stop playing it out on me
Greetings from Houston Station, that was Laura Marling with Wildfire. If you check out on YouTube, there is a video of her and her great band playing that, which is even better, as part of the Mahogany Sessions. So here we are at Houston Station on my way to Manchester Piccadilly. It's hectic. It's good to be in the Saturday rush with people um, going somewhere, got bags, wearing you know different clothes, wearing flats, chilling out, but still a bit stressed because the train leaves in five minutes. A virgin train to Manchester. I haven't been to Manchester for a while. Scheduled for rain. Who'd have known? I was going to play um, a lot of um, Manchester music on this episode. But I think I've decided in line with Laura Marlin there. It's going to be an all-female um, episode. Because I'm going up to Manchester to see um, Emily perform on a TV show. Which is top secret. Um, in Salford Studios. Apparently she and her group who are called the Savannahs, are sharing a corridor of dressing rooms with the Jeremy Kyle show. So I'm looking for stories like that. This episode's a bit of a jazz episode um, because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who I'm going to talk to. Hopefully I'm going to speak to her band. Hopefully I'm going to, I don't know, document my journey down there. One of the weirdest, I think it's going to be an interesting day because I've just been at a suburban train station at a Pacino's buying overpriced coffee and heard the Jack Joseph band with the Believer coming out of the speakers, which was extremely strange. It was the first song played on this show, I think, on episode one. And I loved the song and I thought I hadn't paused my headphones I thought I'd taken them down and I was like how the fuck can that be playing but it was so congrats to Jack Joseph band it felt like I was in a parallel universe where real musicians are recognised so anyway let's move on now I'm getting on the train I've got a sandwich chicken and bacon if anyone's interested I'm not a vegan see you in a bit One, two, three. this is hooray for the riffraff and this is great He said I'm the sweetest thing Boy, that he's never tasted Mariposa is singing love songs All in her dark apartment Fourteen floors of burden And fourteen floors of dying Living in the city Take you to the stairwell 
Now give you something I can offer You know the heart it's not the hopeless The heart is a lonely hunter Hot long summer day We're just sneaking by the river Oh I lock my dreams away And I watch the city quiver Living in the city sound is the sound of a train whizzing from London to Manchester waiting for the toilet it's very glamorous um, I'm a confident guy a lot of you will know me as a confident guy but I don't know if I'm the type that can withstand doing a podcast on my own on a crowded train there's a couple of women drinking Prosecco and like they were really looking at me as I came on I thought they were just looking me up I think they were just checking if I'm going to be annoyed at how loud they're going to talk and laugh as the train's going along and then I think I'm with a stag party as well on this coach had my sandwich it's very meaty I don't usually eat that much meat you know I, I try to have like one you know I try to have a couple of dishes now in the day that aren't meat previous episode guest Paul Tucker said he, that he's vegan apart from weekends and evenings which yeah, he's an organised guy I, I never know so I'm never going to plan that much but I understand the sentiment That was a guy passing. I mean, you know, it's dodgy to think, to care what people think. And I've been guilty of that myself quite a lot. If the sound of the train's disturbing, I'm I'm sorry about that. But it's a free podcast, you know. It's free atmospheric character. Um, So, yeah, I don't really want to. I thought I'd have the balls to podcast in front of a train, but I don't think I do. Um, It'll only limit me. I did it once. In, uh, on the train, didn't I? Rush hour. But I think I was trying to impress a girl. Saw it in my life. But this segment is called Memories of Manchester, I think. So, Manchester is not a gorgeous city to me. It feels quite industrial. 
always feels like I'm going to New Jersey. But I always kind of gravitate towards the university bit because that's got the nice buildings and stuff. But I think the first time I went was to see my mate Tom, who lived in Moss Side, which is the biggest shithole in Manchester. But I think it's probably hip now because it's like I first went there about 15 years ago when he was doing a master's there or something. And... Um, um, he was living in a in a house and he had a room that was 170 quid a month. I think it was in like 2003 or something, 2004. <clears throat> no, it was 2005 actually because I went down there with an ex-girlfriend and I just remember I wasn't doing that well with her but we were in Manchester. She was vegetarian actually and I distinctly remember this ex-girlfriend um, telling Tom all about how she was a vegetarian and him saying, how do you get your protein then? And she just sort of smiled and winked at him. So, you know, she was never really wife material. Or maybe she was. I do like that kind of humour. Maybe I'm getting older, but people are annoying, aren't they? On trains, on planes, just moving around for no reason, being as loud as they want. I'm born to be in first class now. I first got on the train on in first class and there was a girl in front of me and we looked at each other and we were both like, I didn't say anything, but it was almost like neither of us are first class, are we? But I felt like saying, you know, I am a first class guy, but I'm just not willing to pay like 10 times the price to go to Manchester. It's already a rip off anyway, the train. Um, but yeah, so I went to Moss Side, um, which is probably now cool. It's near Curry Mile in Manchester. It was raining all the time. I can't remember much about it, so I expect much like former form. I just went on the lash nearly as soon as I got there. But I remember there were ice cream um, vans driving round, and instead of selling ice cream, they were selling drugs. Tom told me. So that's the sort of area it was then, and that's why the rent was so cheap. And also when there was a gun amnesty about 15 years ago, I think Moss Side was the area in the UK which where the most guns were given in. Hopefully that will happen in America in, you know, five or ten years' time. changing coaches for absolutely no reason and then the last time I went to Manchester was with Emily and we were doing a tour and I think it was before Liverpool and it was definitely the worst hotel Yes, it was absolutely the worst hotel that we've ever stayed in. It was about to be demolished. And I remember we were there one night, we were kind of under a cloud. I don't think we did a gig in Manchester, so we just went there for Emily to see it. But it was just before we went to Liverpool, and Liverpool was great, you know. We did a great gig, and we'd just been to Birmingham. So hopefully Emily's gonna have a better experience in Manchester this time, although we're gonna, we're gonna be in Salford. 
if I was a massive Smiths fan, which everyone, you know, who's my type of guy tends to be, and I'm not, I'd maybe go to Salford Workingmen's Club or whatever it is, but I just don't care. The Smiths just don't get me. I don't know why. I love Morrissey's song titles, but I'm, I'm not sure. I like his comedy and his wits, but I don't sure if I like their music. So Manchester is kind of, you know, I appreciate it. It's pretty much the second city in, in England, you know, culturally, certainly anyway. But I do prefer Liverpool. But this is a specific thing we're going for. Maybe I'll tell you more about the show. Um, Emily's mate Hannah was approached uh, about a few months ago to say, oh, she knew this producer that was putting together a show. And Hannah Rose Platt is someone that's played at the Chalk Farm Folk Night, that's how we met her. And then um, Rebecca from the Rosalies is. It's the same fucking bloke that's walking to and fro. What is he doing? Um, yes, Rebecca Rosalie is an amazing, she's probably the best sort of country singer I've come across in the UK. Love her voice, so. And then um, Rebecca, and me and Emily call her Gatwick Becca, because I think that's quite funny. I don't know much about her apart from I've only met her once, so maybe I'll get to know her better and interview her on this episode. So they're a four piece girl band, and they're doing covers, but they also, I think, want to do an album. And this show is something where they're looking for authentic musicians and Emily and the Savannahs are the folk country acts and there's a gospel act and a doo-wop act and I don't know, I'm, I'm going to see. I'm seeing it tonight. It's apparently a big production. Um, there's celebrities involved, judges, all the things that most real musicians hate, but, you know, giving it a role, who cares? It's all an experience. Um, so I'm looking forward to an interesting evening. Gentle makeup remover, a diaper rash preventer, dry line quencher, smooths away the sun, soothes chafing on the run. Vaseline works so many ways. So that was a message from our sponsor, Vaseline. I'm more of a Blistex man myself for when I've got problems with the lips, and I don't really um, lubricate anything else, at least not the last few years. Things have got a bit more mellow. So here we are at the AC... Marriott Hotel in Salford. I walked the two miles and um, it's always exciting to check into a hotel, isn't it? Even if you're in an Ibis or a Marriott or if you've got some sort of corporate job. But this is very much like a bit of a corporate um, hotel. There's a ironing board. There's um, complimentary coffee. The soap is really weird because it's actually, I thought it was a golf ball. So I don't know what Marriott are doing. So yeah, I, I was rubbing it to wash my hands and I didn't know if it was going to be, if it was going to be soap because it didn't even say on the box what it is. So it's clearly something where you, <laughs> you can wash your balls with a ball and the toilet, let's check the flush. Yes, it's fully functional. And here we are. And I think whilst I'm flushing toilets in Salford, it might be an opportune time to tell me, tell you, my dedicated listeners, about my new projects coming up. It's just not, it's not just Emily Moment that's uh, 
got superstar things on the horizon. My next project is something I've been working on with a mate of mine or talking about for seven years. I wouldn't even say on and off because I, we spoke about it once and then I had it as an idea whilst I was in New York. And then I completely forgot about it, but I've brought it back to life. Next project is called UK Gimp. And um, what this involves is myself um, performing in a gimp mask without instruments and, and not miming, but singing to instrumental tracks, maybe like Lionel Richie songs or um, soul, soul music, Bobby Womack, Luther Vandross, maybe even getting some modern soul, you know. Um, so the way it's going to work is that I'm going to... Um, go to open mics during the week after work um with my mate monk who's going to document it hopefully we can do an episode that's um a special on uk gimp an episode of this um where we brainstorm what we're going to do and um so basically i'm going to appear in my normal clothes and then when i'm next on the running i will disappear into the toilets likely with the places that open mics are held at now and re-emerge in the gimp mask and maybe a suit i did get a suit on ebay a few months ago but it didn't really fit at the time i needed adjusting it because you got to try on a suit it was a pretty stupid thing to do but it was only about 80 quid and it was one of these sort of you know slim fit pastely suits you know me trying to be a bit modish again um to wear with t-shirts in the summer type thing but it didn't fit me like three or six months ago and i put on a lot of terry since then so hopefully i can fit into that suit and the gimp mask and i'm going to document going gimp mask shopping for this period of uk gimp and i think it's all going to be documented by this documentarian michael monk um for a release you know big budget release with pyro and like a release maybe like a pre a, a rap party and a opening party where there's going to be all kinds of amazing nibbles not just twiglets and chipsticks maybe i'll get some like some sort of mns oven hors d'oeuvres for like a, an opening of this documentary about uk gimp so uk gimp is coming and then also um i've had it on the cards for a while since 2014 actually to do a rockabilly album i've written about 10 songs well i've written about six songs for the project and then there were about four or five other songs which i turned into rockabilly songs for this album and it's kind of my next album it's just a steve mahoney album it's not a mahoney in the moment album and um yeah the only thing about it is i was quite the last album was a bit abrasive on my soul you know um making it whilst doing a full-time job and running a music night and trying to stay on top of life like we all do um but when the time comes i'm gonna ashley who's like been someone we've played with he's a drummer for like two years now amazing guy he lives in greece though and he sporadically comes back to play gigs with us he's such a great drummer because you don't need to rehearse or anything all the things he's similar to me similar taste in music chilled out guy sort of you know and he's been interested in doing it and then there's loads of other musicians i've talked about have been interested in doing it and this album is basically going to be a load of joke songs the album titles the song titles are stuff like um should traffic wardens be armed who's spatting my milkshake lorraine's pain is on the wane um westminster pedophile ring which i'm i was thinking about as i was walking over here you know i don't know if i'm gonna have a song called westminster pedophile ring and i actually performed it a few times because it's actually not very rockabilly it's going to be like a red herring at the end of the album that's kind of like um 
you know just a normal song that i've written if you've heard any of the music i've done the regular kind of diet neil young ryan adamsy stuff but it's actually quite political that song and then i changed it when we performed it to be called westminster warning bell but then we've just had this terrorist attack in westminster about a month ago so i didn't want to incite that so i was thinking what i'm going to do when it appears on itunes and all that is just have it westminster p and then star 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 ring um and yeah so i I don't want the name pedophile associated with my name any more than it is with me talking about um it on a podcast um also at the moment if you actually google steve humphreys which is my real name (laughs) then the first thing that comes up is a paedophile called Stephen Humphreys who in Southampton or somewhere around there where I went to uni is a predatory paedophile and hopefully you'll see if you do google that that the person that comes up is not me um there's also someone I think even with Steve Mahoney as well which is like an artist name I've used for a while it um I think he's some sort of sex pest as well so I don't want to be associated with paedophilia any more than is naturally happening um so that's the rockabilly album and then i can't remember the other project oh yeah i think it's mahoney in the moment's greatest hits which we're going to call the best ever and me and emily have actually said we've had enough of the name mahoney in the moment and are going to call ourselves the best ever (laughs) so i think that's another project the greatest hits of mahoney in the moment and it's such a great idea because we already have an album cover that's quite bluey that we was from when we first met actually in brighton um, with us sitting on deck chairs i'm giving it all away here but i'm going to enjoy it so much because all you have to do is fucking assemble the tracks that we've been making the last seven years onto one cd and just fucking send it off won't cost four thousand pounds don't need to mess about trying to get pr or trying to get people to hear it i know the songs are good no recording process no money paid out to people so i'm really going to enjoy the best ever the greatest hits of mahoney in the moment so um i hope it's not too alarming that i appear so self-indulgent that i can talk to myself in a hotel room for 15 minutes but i wanted to update you that i've arrived in salford the ac marriott i'm about to enjoy what tea they have on offer whilst checking all my bollocks that you have to check as soon as you get on wi-fi right to check the world's not ending but it would be quite cool if the world was ending whilst on my own in this weird sort of sterile hotel overlooking an industrial estate i don't mind my life ending in manchester because i feel like i've had a you know there's been i talk to a lot of people all week i'm in holborn i'm dodging people you know i'm talking to people trying to charm them to get them to pay money for something in my job there's lots of talking i live with a woman and you know all of this stuff so it's nice to sort of walk into the sunset a bit although i don't want the world to end but you know i've been seeing some political stuff this morning and we're better off not hearing it or reading it let's play linda ronstant i hope i'm saying her name right sang on some great neil young's um stuff she covered um is it comes a time or lot of love she covered lot of love uh, by neil young so as it's the only real song i know by her we better play that i'm crazy crazy for feeling so lonely for feeling blue 
Welcome back, Linda Ronstadt, singing Crazy, one of the great songs I first knew by Patsy Cline, but I looked up Linda afterwards and I saw that the only Neil Young songs she covered, she didn't cover very well, <laughs> so there you go. Um, so now I'm walking through Salford Keys, which is really weird, it's a man-made sort of oceanside um, corporate future city. But yeah, so I'm headed up to the show, BBC Television Centre, another sponsor of this episode. Been sitting in a hotel room thinking about the world. ITV's here as well. It's all within my gaze, along with man-made sort of Milton Keynes-style lakes. Well, not there's any lakes in Milton Keynes, but it's man-made. But, you know, so is air conditioning, and that's quite good, right, if you're hot. So here's a word from our sponsor, the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation. In a few moments, there's Panorama, 
Mason. That's followed at 9.15 by the news. Perry Mason is at 9.25, and at 10.15 there's Jazz 625, which tonight presents from America the Woody Herman Orchestra, recorded during a recent visit to this country. BBC One. The time now is 25 past eight. Welcome back to the show. I'm having to be quite quiet, and yes, I am in a toilet. Six hours have passed since my last entry. Um, I'm in the BBC studios in um, Salford. Pitch battle is the show. My interest peaked about two hours ago when my girls' band were eliminated. Um, several other bands have been on the show. Phones are banned in the uh, in the auditorium, obviously. So if I get caught with this, it'll be equivalent of having a gun. It's now 11 at night, so um, I'm going to talk to the girls soon, hopefully, about the experience. But, um, yes, lots of other um, soloists as well in the show of other bands pulled out and there was a, they added a story about how some singers couldn't sing and then uh, someone else had to take a solo. But my girl Emily had a cold and she was stomping around the stage and singing no word of it. So I'm very proud of that. And this is quite boring. I would love to have had a beer about three hours ago. Mel Gushnekushnek, or whatever her name is, seems like a nice girl. Seal has been singing to the audience, and uh, he's a bit of a showman. But Khalees isn't really, but she's still got a great ass. Anyway, that's my update. See you again in a bit. Hopefully no one's waiting for this toilet. Right, it's a little surprise I've been doing a podcast. What's going on? How did it go? Yeah, it went okay. It's been a long day. Should we do it later? Maybe later. In the room? Yeah, if you like. So you can tell I've lost my voice. So. We're in the hotel foyer. Let me just explain this. So 200 people from a production have come home, come back to the hotel, and they don't want to open the bar. The people that have been singing for three days and haven't slept and stuff, stress, TV show that went two hours over or something, did it? And they don't want to open a bar. So now we're having a drink, and we're too... You're too tired to podcast, so I'll talk to you about it later, yeah? I want to talk to everyone, though, in the morning, at breakfast, yeah? Sounds great. Lost your voice anyway. Okay. And ladies and gents, here is an exclusive from the band of the moment, The Savannas. Hey little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? Got a bad desire Ooh, I'm on fire Tell me now, baby, is it good to you? Can you do to you the things that I do? Oh, I can take you high Oh, I'm on fire Sometimes it's like someone took a night, baby, a jean doll And took a six-inch valley through the middle of my soul And 
I wake up with the sheets on the wet and a freight train running through the middle of my head and you, the cool night is ready to chat last night about this experience so yeah but everybody else in the room was ready to chat you just didn't you didn't go up to anybody else and ask any questions i wasn't feeling like it <laughs> so that's your okay. fault Who's that's this guy? yeah but you can't talk about this show and all the kids are going to be really tense about that right they don't want to blow it especially the ones who got through and that anyway the superstar is back with me from doing a mainstream BBC TV show. It's a long night. I don't even know when you got to bed. Was it more than five hours ago? Um, no. What? It didn't seem like there was much going on at all. There's nothing going on. Why does there have to be something going on? You just wanted to stay up all night. I wasn't sitting there by myself. I'm ready for breakfast soon, but... Me too. Let's talk about this. Ex- I've been so good this week. I'm ready for a full breakfast. Yeah, so you haven't eaten for a week. You haven't slept for a week. <laughs> I don't think you even had a cold. You just let your immune system go down because you've been. Oh yeah, I let it happen. Looking after yourself. Yeah, who doesn't want to have a voice on national television? Well, see, as I said just then a minute ago, in the toilet of the BBC studios, everyone else made a big deal and dramas about it. But you were sick and no one said you didn't make a big deal of it. But that's because you're mature and I suppose the Savannahs just seem like women, you know, rock stars even. There's a different vibe in the room because you're a real musician. It's almost a joke that, you know, and you look great. So you did a performance. This has been, you know, can you tell us the Bevestev audience what's been going on with this? Can we go get breakfast? Just in bullet points, please. Three months ago, she started to say, it's just going to be me and you just being a <laughs> what shit. Now, you can't kiss on the podcast. We're not even together. <laughs> this is too much for the show. That's my alarm. That's your alarm. <laughs> I'm doing a show here. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm up. Um, hang on. What do you want to know? What, ask me some questions. I, I hope the women are turned on to listen to the show. <laughs> ask me some questions. What do you want to know? And maybe the men. What do you want to know? How did this come to be? And so what's going to happen? How's it been out of ten? The whole experience? It's complicated because... Um, you can't really talk about it. I can't really talk about it. And overall, you know, there are some really good things about it. Mm. And there are some things that, um, you know, I would have... Seemed a bit intense. Seemed yeah, a bit it's, it's very fuck, intense. So. Um, there's probably some things that anybody would have wished were um, done differently, I guess is what mm. you could say. 
um, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it regrets or anything like that. It's just that uh, there were lots of things that were out of her control. Let's say. Yeah. So that would have been. Uh, it would have been good if um if if there was a different format involved. But didn't seem to really know. I'm sure it would look great on TV, but it was a bit because you know I'm always around productions, and it didn't seem as organised as that. But I suppose it's a bit jazz, and it? it's the first episode. Yeah, very much so. I yeah. I think they were very much building it as it was going, and um, mm. I think they had quite a lot in mind of how of what, what it was going to be. I mean, you'd, you'd be surprised how much of it was figured out. I mean, how much of it was planned and organized and to a T, but... Are you going to be friends with Malga Schmickersnick or whatever her name is? She was great. I thought she did a great job, and I think... Why don't you be friends with her? Go and have brunch with her. Well, she probably lives in, like, Hampstead or Notting Hill. What did you call her? What's her surname? Mel Gschmickersnick? Definitely not that. Okay. She was really nice. She was really sweet. She was pulling us aside and, and, and saying, you know, telling us we did a really great job. And She's very English. Yeah. That's okay, the way love. she reacts to <laughs> everything. Love. Yeah. But, I, but, yeah, I thought it's hard It's hard to do that job and, like... Is it? Some okay. people work in I coal mines. No, 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 I don't mean hard in that way. I just mean there's a lot of people who would get up there and do that kind of presenting job. And then, like, as soon as the camera is turned off or they mess up or something, like, mm. you know, they just go flat until the camera comes back on and stuff. And she was, you know, she was continuing and she was friendly. She was exactly the same personality as soon as the camera went off as she was when it was on, whereas that's not necessarily the same case with everyone else who is on camera. Let's just say that. Oh, hello, Sailor. See, I didn't... Well, you know, so there were judges. There were an international um, sort of 90s hit singer who isn't named after a sea animal. There's a... um, How would you say it? Fairly attractive American singer whose main song was about a sort of drinkable dessert. See, and then there was... You're going to be releasing this in, like, 2020. And then there was... I don't know who the other guy is, but he's, like, a big deal. Like, Rebecca's mum knew all about him. Yeah, he's great. Is he? Yeah. And he said, I want to hear more Emily, so you're going to get in touch with him and be friends with him. Well, I didn't rate him. Well, I don't think he meant in life. I think he meant on stage. He wanted to hear more of me. Well, you should have been like, grab Mel, Mel Gashmikanek's microphone and just gone, well, give us another song. And mind you, you're sick. You just wanted to get through it. The real gig next is Mahoney in the Moment Live at the Monarch. Yeah, obviously. Bring along the singer of Drinkable Desserts to that. If you're talking about if you're referring to this show, mm. this this show, we not even on yet. We weren't allowed to call it a show, but this experience. Yeah. Why are you not allowed to call it a show? It's obviously a show. You have to refer- it's not a donut. <laughs> I yeah. wish I had referred to it as a donut instead of what they asked us to. What they asked you? Obviously, to- this is gonna. This isn't going to be um, alive until this show's actually yeah. about me and my experience traveling up here. <laughs> So anyway, in oh, the Savannah experience traveling up here. Well, the audience have just heard it, so for the yes, audience. So the band is Hannah from Liverpool. I've already spoke about this. Hannah had loads of hair last night. Yeah, they all did. Um, 
I seem to be full of business advice saying the Savannahs need to get a single ready for when this goes on the TV. You're, yeah, but you're like already the 90th person in line who's told us that. Well, it's so. a shop window, all of it. Yeah. Who else has told you that? Everybody. Seal? I mean, the uh, the guy the guy who's named after a sea animal? <laughs> you can't even say sea animal because sea animal kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Baby! Okay, so... Um, it's weird that that song was hammered into everyone's ears so much for like two hours at the end of the you day. You think it was hammered into your ear? Do you know how many times I've heard that in the last week? It's quite a good song, though, actually. I still don't mind him. He's kind of a showman. Anyway, so, you know, after your bit, I just wanted to kind of get through it, obviously. Yeah, I could tell. And I wanted to just be in the toilet doing a podcast, but then there always seemed to be people waiting for the toilet and I didn't want to, I couldn't be talking to my phone or anyone else but it was getting more and more relaxed because I don't think the crew gave a shit either after a certain point yeah sure oh yeah, yeah well I don't the crew were all really you know really nice and you know. And what do you think of Media City? What's it all about? Because it was weird when I walked up to it. Like, yeah, it was why have they? Why couldn't they just have this in Shepherd's Bush? They've they've made another town. Yeah. And the travel the BBC have to spend paying everyone to get up here. What what is the point of this place? I was saying that to a couple of people on Wednesday, but they were saying, uh, yeah, it actually it still saves costs because of the amount of money that it would take to be keeping the operations running in London on well that just shows you about London like before I came in I was worried that it was quarter past six and the bloody pret had shut and I nearly even knocked on the window and just went you know look I just need a sandwich and a coffee and that's it I can't wait for it to be cooked even because it was starting at half six and then you know so I went into the pub nothing else was open and so I seemed like a bit of a prick so I was like really quick I was like right I need a coffee and a tap water and you know this, a sandwich blah 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 and it came just in time and I smashed this sandwich down on my own and it was a pub full of people that were relaxed and drinking and stuff <coughs> and um so I thought I was going to be late and then I went up at half six right. to uh, I can't even remember why I started talking about this to the thing and there was a queue and then I got in the back of this queue and she went this is actually only halfway or whatever and I was like alright so then I went where's the back of the queue to some steward and he went oh you're probably not going to get in now and I'm like well my wife's in the show and he was like alright and then like you know they gave me you're a VIP and all this and I was whisked through (laughs) and then these and I don't know I live quite an intense high requires high performance my, my job oh okay yeah and there just seems to be amateurs around all the time oh you're not even on the show and all that sort of stuff and then like you know there was these two women in front of me that just took ages to find out where they were going with this guy and they were like after like 10 minutes of being with this guy who's supposed to like really hustle people in the right direction nobody knew where they were going they were like oh no we're mates with the producer and the people that were sitting behind the judges they were like mates of the production. Right, yeah. So that's why that was like... And I think, you know, one of the women there was seemed to be like the sister of this of of the, the, the yeah, singer yeah, named after a sea animal. Um, yeah, so it took a while to get in, but I'm so glad that I ate because it was, you know, it was six or seven hours, wasn't it? Just sitting there. No water, nothing. And the guy who was doing the... Um, Did they not hand you guys out bottles of water and stuff? No. I saw someone drinking one of them. I mean, I don't want to slag off the production, but... I was glad to see Emily, and you were very professional. It kind of gave me an insight into what you were like when you were an actor. Yeah. 
And were you supposed to be at the front in the sort of riff off bit, like taking it on to the other band? Yeah. So yeah, there was a weird yeah. So that yes, <laughs> I was. Mm. So we were supposed to be in different positions, obviously for each thing. Mm. Um, so I think you're referring to one bit where I was very much like standing in the front we were supposed to be in like a diamond mm. and then i think it looked weird because we had all been given a move in that diamond to mm. do this lunge but i found out afterwards that i was the only one who lunged because the other three forgot so okay. then they were like oh no don't worry it just looked cool in the end because it looked like that was a move you were supposed to do and i'm like no that doesn't look cool <laughs> it's like no it was all right and then in the opening number it sounded great, the Christina Aguilera bit and all that. Did it? Yeah. Oh, that's good. But see, let me tell you why. So You I'll- stood out from the rest of the groups because all the rest of them are in, like, musical theatre, leotards, whatever they were wearing. Well, you were dressed you know, like women. Everything was purposeful. You know, everything had a purpose. There's a reason why, you know, those kids were all in, like, just block primary colours and, like, undistinguishable, like there's a reason why we were in these really strong outfits and stuff. You know, they're very conscious of the fact that there's four per- people versus 25 people and stuff. Mm. And um, there's also a reason why we sounded good in that first number and we didn't necessarily in the in the next. <laughs> why is that then? Well, you'll notice the different microphones that we had. Okay. So we had handheld microphones at the beginning of the show. Yeah. And we had you know, like Madonna dance microphones when we were doing the rest of the show. Yeah. And, um... But so did everyone else, didn't they? No, not necessarily, no. So, um, because we Still had... Still sounded okay. Because we had the instruments. We couldn't control... Where and when you were coming on, what took so long? Were you tuning or what? When we were coming on? When you came on, it took ages for you to... No, that's No, that's because they had to... We're the only ones they had props on the stage for. Oh yeah. So they moved all the um, light. They had to set up all the lights <laughs> and the boxes. They uh, were really, they were really um, intent on making. Like why? Because they obviously weren't going to put you through, and it's all well, kind of planned, isn't it? Yeah, I think they had a they had a real image. They had a real imagery. They had real imagery planned for us, but um, they wanted dynamic in the show. They wanted they wanted variety. They didn't necessarily. It wasn't about them wanting everyone to win. Of course, you know mm. they have. They want underdogs to win. They want you know young people to win. It's you know Saturday night primetime show. They want it to be feel good and lovey dovey and you know. But they also want there to be balance they want there to be ups and downs and waves and stuff and i think you'll you'll see that if you watch the rest of them i'm sure that there are going to be dynamics like that where you'll there'll be people on you'll be like why did why are they in there and it's because they mm. want to show like a full that they gave kind of other people a shot or something but you know i like the girls that did the kind of the rocky one you like the musical theater girls Is that what you mean yeah yeah i didn't <laughs> I didn't like the group you're up against. What are they called? Sixth or something. You can't say that. Okay. <laughs> I don't... They weren't better than you. <laughs> so it's all fucking... It's not real anyway, is it? But um, when I walked into the show, I got... People thought I was on the show or something because I had the leather jacket and I had the tent glasses, you know? Yeah. And I'm old. I'm about 30-odd. And I'm old. And everyone, <laughs> yeah. And... Um, 
you know, and I was on my own. I didn't really care. Yeah. Everyone else was, like, with mum or whatever. We were upset they seated you in the back row. Well, they shouldn't have done that because there's only it's four a of us. It's group, and it's like it would, it would have been... You should have been in the front row. But, yeah. you know... And, uh, yeah, the, the, the compare guy wanted to talk to us. Was he from Watford? A lot of talent from my area, Emily. I think this is a, we weren't really around when he was out because he was out a lot he was the good. and stuff, wasn't he? He was all right at the beginning, but Rebecca's mum loved him. I thought he was hilarious. Oh, yeah. He did have some good jokes. <coughs> he said, oh, I got dumped recently by um, a girlfriend. And it's true. And he's like, it's true, it's true. And she looked exactly like Kate Moss. Except she was 16 stone and Korean. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Steve Mahoney joke. I'm going to use that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Can we go to breakfast now? Okay, and what were you saying to each other just before you performed then? Who was the coach you were, even though you were bloody sick? What were you saying to each other? Any funny moments just before you performed? No, I just turned around to the... I don't know if you saw me when I had, like, kind of turned around and had my back to the audience. You're like, sing it in French. <laughs> no, I just said we've been working really hard on this, like... Just- Who are you saying that to? Is the animal? Oh, the other ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've been working really hard on this. Just remember, this is all we've been doing since, like, January. Think about how much work we put in, how many rehearsals we've done, and it was all just for this. this so don't like, fall over. Minutes. <laughs> yeah. So just enjoy it. and um, Nobody fell over. That's another no, positive. No, one fell over. I think no one, one wet the, themselves? I think one of the girls tripped down the stairs in, in a dress, but no one, no one did anything. What, like in the show? Time. In the dress rehearsal, the what the the show we did before the show, <laughs> mm. yeah. And what do you think of the group that went through the kind of Portsmouth Urban Choir or whatever? It yeah, was? they were really good. They deserved it. I th- we all thought. I mean, they were. We do you know what was weird? Because they bad. rehearsed it twice, the final number in front of everyone. Which I don't know why they did. I think you told me last night, and it was quite a boring reason. But um, when they did the actual performance, where uh, the sea animal was going to join in with them. They smashed it. It was like another level. They had another level in them. Yeah. Well, like because some of them were not bang on. You know, they didn't bring that level when we first rehearsed, and I thought something's going on. Like they're really holding back. Yeah. But we knew from the from. So the you'd rehearsed that song as well. Everybody rehearsed that song millions of times, and on stage, and in front of Seal and oh. the Sea Animal. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone rehearsed it. Well, you Steph had to Mayo, rehearse it. The Beth was Dev, you know, it's get well some edited. listeners. <laughs> I edit it, yeah, but do you know I'm getting listeners now, though, but it's not going to get to the Sea Animals people, all the people on this show, or the Drinkable Dessert Woman. Um, well, you had to rehearse it because if you if you made it, they weren't going to let you know beforehand, and you weren't going to know beforehand which part of the song you were singing. And I don't know if you realize how hard it is when you have to learn a full song, and then you have to remember when to stop and start when you've only learned it like two days before. Mm. Well, it's quite. Is it in the American consciousness? Because that was a big song. Yeah, it was massive. It was on the Batman Forever soundtrack. Which yeah, well, was a that's terrible why it was film. massive. Yeah. You know, it was like my least favourite song of all time I've, I've you know I've, I've, I've enjoyed it, it now because yeah, last night when you learn it in that kind of harmony and like I was saying before we went on all of the groups were in the back hallway singing it together just once and it's you know almost it made me cry like it was so amazing mm. to hear that many really great singers all singing in four part harmony it was gorgeous imagine if they were doing like Never Enough or whatever I know <laughs> I know maybe one day yeah it was good. They were they were really good. We knew they were going to be 
you know, to the end from the guy. And originally, we were a hundred percent certain we were battling against them. We were we were performing against them. Oh, the choir. Yeah, the okay. ones who won. Yeah, and we the 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 crew because we were you weren't supposed to know who you were up against, right? Mm. Um, and we thought very early on it was them, and they let us just think that. We told everyone, we told the production team, oh, we know we're up against them, and they're like, oh yeah, okay, right, all right, and they let us come with it. And then the night before, we ran into one of the little kids in the elevator. <laughs> He's so cute, and he was like. We're up against you, and we're like, no, you're uh, not. <laughs> it was like, yeah, 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 we are, we are. And I was like, no, no, you're not. We're up against them. Mm. And he was like, no, 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 because we know what you're singing, and that's what we're singing too. And we we're like, it just completely ch- shifted our whole like. For months, we've been thinking we we're up against them, mm. gospel choir. So, yeah, that was a really interesting shift. When they brought me into the building, they thought I was with the Portsmouth choir. Did they? Why? And I felt like I'm mate. You know, I'm white. (laughs) How can I be? It's like friends and family. Anyway, no, I could have been a white friend of like this 30... They were seated in... Were they seated in the front row? Um, Maybe, yeah. We were behind the sixth group. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Women who were all all in the same shirts. They're all in school together. Who didn't stand up with the Savannahs? Anyway. It's breakfast time. All right, so now, this episode, I've been playing just female singers, even though there's lots of females on this show anyway. So what's your favourite female singer at the moment? What's your favourite song? Or I could play Changes Round Here by Emily Moment and Mahoney in the Moment. (coughs) Fans, oh God, see? She's really sick and there's no VT selling it to the woman with a drinkable dessert. So let's play Mahoney in the moment. Let's stop messing around with other acts. This is my show. The song is on the second album called Don't Say No. It's an underrated gem. It's a very fun album. Uh, recorded in the winter of 2013 in uh, Super Studios of Sam Beer and Simon Trout Troft. So this one's, I like this one. I'm responsible for the funky arrangement at the beginning. Thanks a lot, everyone. If you like this track, it's available on iTunes, Spotify. responsible insofar as the fact that we were already doing it, and you said, yeah, keep doing it. (laughs) No, it wasn't. I said, let's start with bass. And I want to do more of that soon, because I'm right, you know, on the Rockabilly album, I'm going to be doing more of that. Yeah, my arm's asleep. So Dan Bryan on bass, Gareth Thompson on drums. Um, If you like this track, download it. Support us, Mahoney in the Moment forget you know and support the savannas this one's called changes around here see you in a bit have gotten so wide and I tell every stranger that I can that I'm fixing to make changes around here it takes me all night but I pack in my head from the 
long summer dresses books I've not read and it's taken me years just to fill this space up to find I prefer to empty it instead she said what are you holding on to you mourning a loss that you haven't been through it's not so tough deciding who are the trivial many or the vital few Righteous gut, it's full of good sense, full of caution, but you gotta invent some adventure, some years. I'm fixing to make changes, fixing to make changes round here, she said. What are you holding on to? You're mourning a loss that you haven't been through. It's not so tough deciding who. The trivial many, the vital few. Welcome back. That's Mahoney in the moment and changes round here. We're here live at Manchester Piccadilly Station. It's Sunday. I've just asked if I can get an earlier ticket away, not because Manchester's that terrible, but Emily's very tired and it's time to get back and do some laundry and live our lives, right? Chill out, watch billions. Get some takeaway, push the couches together. I've just asked for a ticket to go the, possibly an hour earlier. Do you want to know the price? Oh no. Well, how much? £60, six zero. That's so ridiculous. We both looked at each other and went, nah, that ain't happening, mate, is it? And then as I walked out, I thought it was worth noting on the, on the pod. Um, I just heard that someone in, in this transactional, you know, um, the booth go, you're, you're contradicting yourself all the time. No, it's not Scouse, Manchester, you know. I think the guy behind the desk was shouting at the guy because <laughs> the tickets are so confusing. They are confusing. Is this place is a mess. Yeah, they do as much as they can to make you have some sort of discrepancy of your ticket so they can charge you. So now I am waiting until 2.50 for my ticket back to London. Um, anyway, that's travelling, right? So now we're going to go get a coffee. Is there anything else you want to say about the show? You've discussed it with the Rosalies, uh, not the Rosalies, the, the Savannas who are not appearing on this podcast. You know, it, they, they didn't feel like it. They're all very tired. We were there at breakfast. You were discussing how you couldn't hear yourselves and all that. But considering how much could have gone wrong, it went bloody brilliant. 
Thanks, that's the first time you said that. <laughs> and Gareth Malone, and you're in touch with Mel Gusnickersnick. really sweet. What I really liked about him is that he was the only one who was backstage when we were all getting on stage, like standing there going, good luck, everybody. Well, you know, good luck. You're going to be great. You're going to be great. How old is he? Who is he? I thought that was really nice. Like, obviously, nobody else, none of the others were around with that kind of even around much less and they're feeding you curry and stuff like that it wasn't proper there was no water about the time scale it was exhausting it was like being in the army right self-care went completely out the window yeah the food <laughs> food was terrible so now you want to look after yourself yeah and now the savannas are going to do a single and get a twitter and everything and make the make the most of this exposure of this show on bbc one i'll keep you posted this show's been all about that the travel to manchester we haven't seen manchester have we no, you could have come up earlier and done that. I don't know why you didn't. I've seen it before. Emily's now phoning someone live on the pod. So let's see what's being said. Is the, the final moments here. Who are you ringing? Hannah. Hannah Rose Platt. Check her out as well. Singer, songwriter from Liverpool. Famous, the one, the only. One and the only. She's knackered as well. Yeah. Knackered. Knackered. I'm, I'm fuming. I can't be asked. She's not picking up. She can't be honest with you, Emily. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're not friends anymore. Hi, darling. You're right. Is that your answer, phone? Hi, honey. Um, I just wanted to let you know we are actually at Piccadilly and we do have to wait. Oh, that's not interesting enough for the podcast. So it's been an interesting 24 hours for me. Not even 24 hours. It's quite warm and nice in Manchester. It's always exciting to be in train stations and think, am I going to go for Burger King or Pasty Shop? Or am I going to eat the sandwich that I stole from the buffet, uh, the breakfast buffet? Everyone, I advise you, if you pay more than £8 for a breakfast in a hotel, you have to go to the bread and the meat and the salad and sneak out a sandwich as well and possibly some fruit. So that's my um, that's my uh, nourishment for the train now. Can't be spending any more money on this. Um, the hotel was nice. The show, I can exclude reveal is called pitch battle i haven't got the um permission to do that but i'm giving it away it's being uh, hosted by mel gusnickersnick who was great she was nice judged by uh the sea animal and uh the liquid dessert and uh the posh singing choir guy so any final thoughts and any final song you want to play episode sponsored by the bbc and vaseline Right, okay. Vaseline, yeah. Um, yeah. Have you need Vaseline over the past week? No? No, you've got a different type of lip balm, yeah? Actually, my lip balm is about... You're not supposed to use Vaseline, really, because there's product in it that's not... There's a chemical in it that's... Yeah, that's our sponsor. Yeah. Oh, well. I paid us 10 grand for this, so sorry, Vaseline. But get rid of the animal fat or whatever. Well, you know, I auditioned for a Vaseline spot and I didn't get it, so fuck them. Voice over. Yeah. I don't use it, I lose Blistex. <laughs> Or Blissies, as my mum would call it. You can do the Nora and Dolly duet. Creeping in, creeping in. Slip it in. Creeping in. <laughs> Creep on in. No, there's a lyrics like slip it in. And all the men are like, I'd love to. <laughs> if any of you. So slipping in or creeping in. Creepin it. Slip it in, boys. Um, but women are not sex objects. These are great musicians. Um, and this is Nora Jones, Gillian Welsh, and Dolly Parton. Creeping in. Gillian Welsh is not on that. She is. Is she? It's a big old hole, but she does the bass. Oh, is that a different version of it, though? Or is she on the recording? No, it's three of them. Right. Creep on.
morning. So anyway, thanks for joining us on this episode. Anyone from Manchester, this is your town. Thank you. Here's that ensemble of female musicians. Time to go home. Bye. Bye. There's a big old hole that goes right through the soul of this old shoe. And the water on the ground ain't got no place else it's found. So it's only got one thing left to do. Just creep on in. Creep on in. And once it has begun, it won't stop until it's done Sneak it in There's a silver moon Came a little too soon Oh, for me to bed It shines brightly on my bed And the shadows overhead Won't let me sleep as long as it's there I Just creep on in Sneaking in, 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 snea